welcome. We are doomed, a Sakura Rangers podcast where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. Who are we? Well, I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. How is everybody doing today? I am exhausted. Long week? But I'm with you guys. <laughs> Very long week. But you know what? I've got you guys here, so yeah, who am I kidding? It's just going to be nothing but stress for the next hour to two hours. Of course, it always is. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, it's a Thursday night. I have a drink in my hand. We're talking about whatever we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. Sounds legit. Yep. Mazel tov. Too, too right. legit to quit. Exactly. I, I, doing, I am doing the hand motions when I say that. Too legit to quit. So. All righty. Well, we'll start it off with our usual segment of the cons for this weekend. Uh, last week, we didn't have a lot of cons, but this week we have about, let's see here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, with one of them being canceled, so 12. Um, let's see here. We have AlmaCon in Minnesota. We have AmeliaCon in Ferdinand Beach, Florida. Sishun Con in Atlanta. Star City Anime in Renoke in Renoke VA. Um, I can't remember which one that is. Uh, in Roanoke, Virginia. There we go. That works. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Uh, Ushikon Where in Round we? Rock, Texas. Uh, Ushi, sorry, Ushikon in Round Rock, Texas. Any Manga Pop in Plymouth, UK. Wait, could you repeat that? <laughs> Any Manga Pop. Okay. A N Y. No, A N I. Manga Pop. Annie Manga Pop. Yeah, with pop in all capitals. Annie Manga Pop. Yep. <laughs> and that's in Plymouth, uh, in the UK. Annie Con, which is an Aniston AL. I can't remember. I don't know my my states. Um, anyway. Alabama. Alabama. Thank you. Alabama. Alabama. Uh, SSA and S Toracon in Sarasota, Florida. Why does that sound naughty to me? Wrong arrangement of letters. <laughs> wrong wrong arrangement of letters, dude. Yumicon USA in Los Altos Hills in California. Um, Baca anime. No, Bach anime. Baca. No, not no Baca. Just Baca. B A K Bach anime in Bakersfield, California. Baca. Your mini-con was supposed to be held at the Sheraton Madison Hotel in Madison, um, Wisconsin, but it looks like that was canceled. And Annie Revo, Revo Winter in Vancouver. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I'm not sure. I Adam, Annie Revolution? I don't know. Anyway, those are the cons for this weekend. Anybody heading out to those, have a good time, stay safe, and all that fun stuff. Now let's move on to any con news that we might have. Uh, Robert, have we seen anything different with ECC's cosplay rules? Or uh, I actually did get an email back from Emerald City Comic Con, this time from a different email address, which confused me a lot. Oh, uh, you got you got passed up the chain. I I apparently did because I asked for further clarification or at least a statement. You know, <laughs> we're trying to be somewhat professional. I mean, this is a podcast which. We're recording what our fourth episode now. 
how it's not like we're anything big, but we're trying to be professional with this stuff. And for some reason, they actually did send me a response back. Oh, really? And quote unquote here, we are in the middle of drafting a formal letter to the public to let them know the exact finalized verbiage for our cosplay rules. Please bear with us. This is a last-minute change. We are working to go and clarify everything, and we'll have justifications for all rule changes coming shortly. Hmm. And when did you receive that? I actually just got that about, uh, let's see here, it's uh, 8 o'clock right now, so I got that about six hours ago. So about 2 o'clock? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Took them a week, but whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not really complaining. That's actually kind of cool that they're responding to this information, so I... I have no idea what to expect out of this whole thing. Like I said last week, I do understand a lot of these rule changes, but how quickly they're doing them, how close they are to the convention, they better have some damn good reasons for this stuff. Because right now, it just comes off very confused, and honestly, it's starting to look kind of petty. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, so... That's all I've got in big con news. Everything else uh, looks to be pretty well clear, at least in terms of interesting things. I'm obviously excluding uh, big news in terms of guests going to different conventions because, quite frankly, there's too many of them. And, and even but for I would our, find exciting. yeah, and even for our favorite con, Soccer Con, they don't even. I don't think they even have the full list out yet. Uh, there, there's. Uh, I'll fill you guys in on that outside of this uh, chat. I've gotten some information on that that I don't feel I should go and share here. So. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a reason for that. Um, Just delays and all that fun stuff. Largely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so let's move on to the evening subject. Um, since we are power, are we are Power Ranger cosplayers, um, and fans of the series, um, I figured that it would be best that we would cover something that is quite big happening in in the end of this, um, which is the Power Ranger movie, which is coming up next year in 2017, I believe it is. Yep, and the, and over the past two three months, they have been releasing cast notification uh, um, chosen casts. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna go over them and talk about how, what we think of them, and we're gonna start at my list. And I, this is in no particular order back from when they were released, but just kind of we're going over briefly over everybody that we think would be what we think of said characters and what they these people and what they have done in the past, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Robert, do you want to start off? Uh, yeah, sure. So, starting off this whole thing, uh, I'm going to go with the Pink Ranger here, who's being played by Naomi Scott. Okay. And I actually am a fan of this girl. Oh, granted, really? Yeah, granted, she hasn't done a heck of a lot. She's still a young actress. But uh, I ended up, or I watched the series Terra Nova on Fox back when that was... Uh, Still going. It only lasted for 13 episodes. People going back in time, uh, setting up a colony in the time of the dinosaurs. I remember so, my brother. Oh, yeah. My brother was really liked that show. He was really mad that it got canceled. Well, especially since in the last episode, they go and drop something in the last couple of seconds. It's just like, yes, give me season two. Canceled. And then Netflix said, oh, well, we'd like to go and pick it up. And they said, yeah, screw it. Nobody's going to care about this. Yeah, um, that kind of sucked. But that was my introduction to her, and I always thought that she was really good there. Uh, she was also in the 33, uh, which is about the Chilean miners. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought that was, yeah. I haven't got a chance to watch that, though. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's just a really good film. Yeah, film. And... Mm, keep going. Yeah. 
Uh, and she had a little bit part in there, and it, it she was good there. She was also in The Martian as the character Ryoko, who another small piece of that whole thing. It was all about Matt Damon, but it's another great movie. So I actually know this girl, and I'm really excited about her being in this, to be honest, especially as uh, Pink Ranger, since they're starting to get a little bit more... Uh, <sighs> Pink Rangers are starting to be treated a little bit more seriously uh, inside of Saban. Yeah. They always were kind of a joke for a long period of time, and I swear the writers at Saban were kind of treating them that way. Is Dixie dead now? <laughs> I yeah, I, I, a Hoping lot of thrill, I guess. Yeah, like a lot of the original writing was very ditzy. If you actually think about it, like it was like, oh, I'm well, the cheerleader. I'm the cheerleader. I'm the I'm the gymnastics girl. Ooh. Cool. You go back and like look at it, and it, I have. it's all everything is like that. It, I, I agree. Yeah, I know. More stereotypical, I would say, than yeah. Dipsy necessarily. Well, because it, it was a children's show. It was meant for children, so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, incentive writing, and like it wasn't. It, it was pretty simple writing of like they hit a problem, like they had the the uh, them as teenagers, they hit some weird problem at the rec center, and then they dealt with it through some type of. Like it didn't come off as like super friendshipy, but like they just kind of did good things, and then the problem got solved. And then Rita Repulsa, that's like the Japanese part, had the monster, sent it down. They went and fight him, and that was the show. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a whole lot of plot to the show mm-hmm. um, until like they started adding like the Green Ranger, and they had like a bad guy, and then that's when plot started happening. But even then, like plot, yeah. Because you, you think about, like, when you think back, um, every episode is very formulatic, uh, where it's just like, they have their everyday lives, they have some kind of problem, then a monster comes, they fight the monster, uh, then they come back, and then they somehow learned a lesson and fixed the problem that was going on in their regular lives that uh, everyone else can relate to. And it's repeated verbatim for every single new ranger. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for Pete. Yeah. show. That's what it was. It, yeah. And it wasn't even like the original. The original was different, and they just cut things together. So it's yeah. basically a remix of a show. Um, so you can't... It didn't really have the best rating to begin with. So like saying that a character like the Pink Ranger was always seen as ditzy, well, every character was very... Ditzy. <laughs> Ditsy, like they all had their very. They were they were characters, as I say with air quotes. They had things that that you could very easily define. That's what they did. Like you say, this guy does this thing. This guy doesn't. Like the Blue Ranger is the smart guy. The Pink Ranger is the cheerleader. The Red guy is the cool. uh, Is the like tough fighting guy. The Black Ranger is the hip black guy who knows how to dance. and it's all very stereotypical it was it was but like that's what you got to do it's it's when you're doing kids shows it's always going to be like that go watch go watch kids shows now they're still the same thing but the thing is now you go watch a kids show you'll see um all the hidden jokes that you didn't know about you'll see the kids (laughs) plot which is always very basic then you'll see the parents plot which uh has a whole bunch of like hidden jokes that you have to be older to understand or else they just say something and when you're young you just they, pass they, over it yeah they, yeah they, that's they, going back sense. and watching those and going oh geez how did they let this get in it was one of the funniest things ever very easily very easily because kids just don't comprehend that it's like uh speaking two different languages if you had like 
sometimes they'd be speaking English, sometimes they'd be speaking German. You'd basically only understand the English part. They could say whatever they wanted in German. And throw as many subtitles up as they wanted. No, not subtitles. Um, you're, you're missing my metaphor, Cole. Yeah. I, I... Uh, basically, you wouldn't, until you became an adult, you could understand German. Then you could understand both the jokes. Oh, but okay. if you're a child, you only understand English. That was going with that. There was nothing to do with subtitles. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, um, anyway. Hey, uh, hold on. Before we go back to uh, talking about the casting list, Tyler, you actually just made me think about something uh, that oh. I meant to bring up in a previous uh previous uh podcast here i love making people think yes yes you you make my brain light bulb a lot okay thanks words anyway going back to your point about the formulaic nature of power rangers and yeah it truly is the same thing over and over again it's japanese stock footage and they've got this real world plot uh plot line that they go and set up and then oh we gotta fight the monster and we learned a lesson and then we come back and everything's good at the end Power Rangers is kind of a weird one because the first season was just that. Yeah, yeah. But then starting about midway through season two, they started recording almost everything with the exception of the giant robot fights. They were actually producing and shooting most of these action scenes here in the U.S., going and shooting everything, going and writing their own storylines for it, and doing a really good job of production quality on it. And then you got to the end of season three. All of that disappeared. We went to Zio, and we're right back to the formulaic nature of season one. It's like, how did we start here and go back yeah. to this? Yeah, like, that's what I think. Like, the when they thing... start adding, like, the Green Ranger and then him becoming the White Ranger, that's that's thicker plot. That's, like, an actual plot. It's not just, like, it's every episode's contained. That's going across multiple episodes, which is uh, different. Um, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with... Uh, because with Zero, they basically are going to another anime or not an, uh, another TV show stock footage. Well, uh, so basically, every time a new type of Power Ranger came out, that always happened. Where it's um, very formula. I don't know. Even now, I guess the newer ones still have more plot them. But like, I guess they have like they're known now. Like they they have a basis. They've they've. There's been so many different Power Rangers now. Like when the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers came out, that was the first. First, there was not really anything done before that. So and it was. I think it was also one of the first um, things that, like, something that had been brought over from somewhere else and adapted to an American audience. Well, like, and for for, for children, for no. children. That, that, when it came to live action, there is kind of a point to be made there because, like. Yeah, that, like that I'm not including the trend. Not, yeah, like I'm not in, I'm not I'm not saying like there was other stuff beforehand. Like there was the, like there was all the martial arts movies that are, that came out that at that point and, and other stuff like that. But I'm not oh. like, but this is the first chill thing that was like directed at children. Now, what I want to say is, this is the first one to do it the way they did it because yeah. they had animes and they brought those over and they just dubbed them. Yeah, uh, they did Racers classic example. Of yeah, that. they didn't change it they like they with this one they changed the content drastically mm-hmm. uh they basically put their own story on it put their own actors on it and then spliced in uh footage from the other one which is a very drastic like that's that's different that that was different than what anyone else was doing i people still don't do that power ranger seems to be the only one that still does it like that mm. um where they still splice in the 
footage from the other stuff. I don't do they still do that now? Are like the new Power Rangers coming up can... still the spliced and like done that way? This is what's kind of interesting, and this is really where my thought pattern came from. Because season one of Power Rangers, they only thought they had. Well, originally there was only a twenty episode commitment between Saban Entertainment and Fox for the series. Yeah, because they, so they no had ex- no idea if it was going to work or anything. Because this is just a new new way of doing it. Yeah, no, this was such a radically different idea. They only thought they had about 20 episodes, and they ended up recording 66 episodes that were just stock footage and then stories written within them. And they did get into some multi-episodic pieces, like the Green with Envy saga and all that, uh, where the Green Ranger got introduced. But then halfway through Season 2, they started... uh, This is a big point here. In Season 2, and then again in Season 3... The stock footage did actually shift. They were going and using in season two footage from uh, Gosei Sentai Die Ranger. And in season three, they went and used video from Kaku Ranger. But because they didn't want to change the suits, they ended up recording all of the on the ground fight scenes uh, either live on set or in a studio park for seasons two and three, and then just went and had the giant robot sequences. Then when you went hmm. over to Zio, and for the record, seasons two and three are still the highest rated uh, seasons of Power Rangers, although In Space really got close on that. So they did really well when they were recording these made-in-the-U.S. components and had more story-centric pieces to them. Then they went over to Zio, and it was basically season one all over again. And the writing, I think, suffered a little bit, and it just kind of continued to work its way through there. When... Uh, BBS got a hold of uh, got a hold of the franchise um, partway through Wild Force. They recorded some uh, U.S. sequences, but very limited, and eventually went all the way over to just using stock footage. Now Saban has it back. The first season they went and did with that was Power Ranger Samurai, and that one they recorded about thirty percent of the suit scenes either had uh, shot in New Zealand components added to the stock footage or were completely new produced just for the show. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge rating success. Then Megaforce slash Super Megaforce came out, completely stock footage again, with the exception of a couple of episodes toward the end of Super Megaforce. Uh, ratings dropped on that one. Now we're in Power Rangers Dino Charge and Power Rangers uh, Dino Superchargers, I think it's what it's called. With those ones, they're recording about 40%... Uh, recorded in New Zealand content that they're adding in there. And that one is one of the biggest rating successes they've had with the franchise. So I just don't understand how they used to record their own sequences and use very little stock footage and they had great ratings, but we went through 15 years of them just using stock footage and the ratings declining slowly uh, season by season by season. I don't understand how this happened. I don't understand Mm. either. Well, what I want to think about is the uh, movie was completely, um, like, there was no stock footage in the movie. No, no, that was all that. that was, I'm yeah, assuming you're the, talking the original, about the original Power yeah, Rangers Yeah, the original uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. With Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Like, everything in that was, like, just just original. So 100% American. Yep. Yeah. So... That was I really liked that movie. That was I, I I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I could I could go back and watch that movie now and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
We need to remember to bring that to con. Anyway. I kind of want their armor next because yeah. they have stuff that actually is like the hard armor. Uh, that was a very, very instead awesome. Instead of just spandex. You heard it, folks. That's the tease. But we'll get back to that later. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, move- I, 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 one, I dreamed that one day I'd have like the ninja armor from that movie, and I never thought that would be a thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> there's and, and another tease for you folks we are where we are exactly so let's get back to casting tyler what would you like to go next about what the next <laughs> am i supposed to be like are we going through each individual I, actor is that how yes. we're doing this yeah really uh we're not gonna talk we're gonna just talk about them in general well, i don't know uh next one um i guess the blue ranger's black now <laughs> <laughs> we're not racist i'm sorry yeah, I don't Tyler. know. Well, no, no, that, that's that somebody see, else is black now. Is that what you're? See, the that's is? just the that's the big underlying joke between the whole thing because the original one, the black ranger was black, the red ranger was Indian, the yellow ranger was Asian, the pink ranger was very white. It, it was so was the red ranger. <laughs> the red ranger was the uh, wasn't he native? He was like, well, technically, so was the white ranger, but that was the size. Of yeah. The- no, that that's uh, Jason David Frank. Tommy's character was uh, Native American, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Red Ranger. There was an episode where they went and did a. Um, oh God, what what the hell do you go and call that? A uh, international food fair or something like that. And the Red Ranger is literally handing out hamburgers and hot dogs. He is as white as they come. <laughs> Although uh, Austin St. John, I guess his uh, family is uh, primarily Italian in nature. So, yeah, I got one thing right. Mm. But anyway, um, this guy but, here, his name is that's, Art. That's the big joke behind that. Yeah. That's yeah. The, underlying the Blue joke. Ranger. His, yeah. But for, for the Blue <laughs> Ranger, his name is RJ Siler. And it doesn't seem like he's been known for very much. He's actually only been in a couple different things. Most of them I haven't heard of. Yeah, although I am glad to go and see. When I saw the picture of this guy, I didn't recognize him initially, but he uh, last year star or was one of the title characters for me, uh, me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and that was a really good movie. And I gotta say, I don't know how he's gonna fit into this after seeing that performance, but I'm really curious. He's one of the guys I'm. Uh, he's one of the guys I'm interested in seeing what comes out of him. Okay, it's gonna be interesting. Um, yep. Next on our list is our Yellow Ranger, Becky G. Becky G. Okay, so what, what? this, so I'm not, I wasn't 100% sure who this is. I'm still not 100% because I, I haven't actually watched Empire, so I don't really know, like, and most of this stuff here, I'm not really sure. Does so, she look like the kind of girl that her last name would be Quan? I'm going to be straight with you here. I, I don't know why they kept the last name on this one. Like, I could see her like, being a Trini, but... Yeah, Quan. Yeah, she's... She's Mexican-American. Not that that's any issue, but it's just kind of interesting that they decided... Cole, 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 Cole makes it an issue. I'm not making it an issue. But... See, see, with him saying he's not making it an issue, he's making it an issue. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I'm just saying, it's like it seems weird that they would have that particular full name seems kind of weird to me but maybe who knows we'll see the names of the characters that are actually the characters names yes okay anyway like zach taylor who's being played by luden lynn who is asian 
Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> wow, well, look at the movies he's been in. But yeah, anyway, moving on once again, <laughs> we're going down to Ludi Lin, uh, Lin, apparently. Um, like he's like if you look at the movies, they're actually very like they're Chinese movies, Chinese shorts and stuff like that. Yeah, they're quite interesting looking, actually. The um, he's only been in a few, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different things, including the Power Rangers pre-production. But it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I think he's going to be he's going to fit well. I'm not sure like how. Do you know, do you know what I'm wondering? What? Um, you know how the first actors weren't picked for their acting skills; they were picked for their fighting skills. Yeah, because they were either gymnasts or fighters, so they they basically didn't have to pay actors. They have to, they didn't have to pay for actors and stunt doubles. They just got people who were. See, that's another reason why the writing wasn't the best, because they didn't really have... Uh, Acting skills. <laughs> yeah, they weren't actors. They were like actor stunt doubles. So they're basically, if you're a stunt double and also wanted to act a little bit, you could go do this. And then, like that's what happens with kids' shows. It's, kids' shows don't always have the best writing and actors. So you could be a great actor, but if your writing sucks, then you're still going to not really be that good and you could have great writing but if your acting sucks then it's going to come off stale and not really that great so mm-hmm. yeah um going on to the red ranger that is dacro montgomery he's even like i've noticed that every single one of these people it has very very little very much in their in their acting tree like like uh, of course Becky G has like stuff for she's a singer she's an actor and other stuff like that Naomi Scott has her a bit, a bit of a longer list but most of these people are all smaller time actors yeah and well, like they all have small movies or they've done tra- they've done plot pilots for stuff that never made the light of day or other stuff like that so it's going to be interesting to see how they all get from there yeah well this is kind of brilliant here um I guess the Saban has been doing most of the casting on this, which uh, could either be really good or really bad on this side of things. But they're really expecting this to be a huge hit. They're talking about a multi-decade movie franchise coming out of this whole thing. So they're trying to get a hold of people that don't really have an established career, locking them into long contracts. Whether this movie's a hit or not, it sounds like the main five here have been signed for three movies already. Really? So this is really smart on their part. They're getting them cheap. They're going to guarantee they're going to be able to stick around on this thing. I don't know. I My only problem with what I'm seeing here with all of these actors, and this is going to sound like the most fickle thing possible, uh, Dacry Montgomery, I feel like that's something I should be ordering at a bar. That is not my idea of a Red Ranger. No. <laughs> Sorry, I will I admit. I joke in there. That's... Are you, well, isn't he just like a nice tall drink or something? Look at it. <laughs> like, hi, I'm the Red Ranger. <laughs> I'm here to fight evil and look good doing it, too. It hasn't worked for me, so I doubt it's going to work for him. I'm Dacry Montgomery. Actually, he's probably the one that's got the most to lose here. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying dead. to remember the name of the character that I know you're imitating, but I can't remember his stupid... Zap Brown again. There we go. <laughs> Sure. You totally sounded Zap Brannigan there. Sure. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Make a note. Indeed. Yeah. 
Make a note. There we go. Now, the latest uh, release of for act for the actors and actresses was something that surprised a lot of people. Um, this was the casting for Rita Repulsa, who turned out they decided they were able to sign Elizabeth Banks, who is well known for her very very uh, multi-year. Um, movies and various different things like 40-Year-Old Virgin, Zack and Miri Make a Porno, The Lego Movie, and The Hunger Games, and much, much more, including late... Wet uh, Hot American Summer. Red Hot American Summer, The Muppets. Wet Hot American Summer. I haven't watched it, so shush. There's a lot of things you haven't watched. Yeah, but there's a whole long list of stuff here, and I was honestly surprised that she said yes, especially for somebody like, uh, like Rita Repulsa. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, I don't know. With her, what she did in uh, uh, Hunger Games, she could do a Rita Repulsa. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do here. This, She's a fantastic actress, and she's got some really funny roles that she's done over the years. Um, and her voice acting work is fantastic. She did uh, Wild Style and the Lego Movie, for example. And she just finished up the first season of uh, Moonbeam City on uh, Comedy Central. I think it's the network that that's on. That's a unique show. My oh, God. It is gorgeous, and she is fantastic as pizzazz. Uh, not to be confused with the one from Gem and the Holograms, okay? This is not Kesha we're talking about, people. Yeah, I've been watching that a little. I watched maybe a full a one full episode of that, and it's actually decently well done. I mean, I, I from all the actors and stuff like that, it's actually well done. Yeah, so I'm really curious to see where they're going with this. I think it's funny that they cast somebody that really is a comedian to go and be this character. Because Rita, for anybody that hasn't really experienced uh, Power Rangers the way that we have, watching it all the way through, she is kind of a joke of a bad guy in a lot of respects. Like, they played her off serious at first, but in seasons two, three, and any time that she came back after that, She's always been somebody that was there more for comic relief. So I think it's kind of interesting. They uh, seem to be suggesting that's where they're going with this character. And that could be really good with this. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Say the very least. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just going through the... Uh, do you have anything that you want to say about it, Tyler? I've already said a bunch of stuff, Cole. Okay, okay. I just <laughs> was, was I not talking? Can you hear me? Hello? 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 <laughs> I hear you. Sorry, but I just wanted to see if you had any last thoughts about it. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I've already said I've already said my things, Cole. I, okay. I, I don't think you've said anything, actually. I've been kind of just letting you guys go. Sure. But anyway, going on to last thing is, of course, the director, Dean Israelite. Um, I've actually never heard, heard the name before this have either of you guys uh, i gotta be honest the name it's kind of familiar i i'll fully admit i actually have not looked this guy up here let's see if there's uh the ones that i'm seeing here is project almanac oh god that was him alcohol land which was a short there was a tv series uh department of nothing um which was just a screen for screenplay and stuff like that like there's he has a couple things, but I'm not sure. I haven't really heard anything about him, I so I don't really have. Yeah, I haven't watched any of his um, stuff either. A short, a short, a short. Um, a TV series that looks to be somewhere. 
Dein Jungen de Corpse. Come Isherat 105, I am in Salz. You pronounce that way better than I German. I can't speak German. Well, you did a better job than either of us. Oh, I know I did a horrible job. The only thing that he did that's uh, relatively well-known, and this is definitely interesting, uh, Project Almanac, that was a Michael Bay-produced movie about teenagers that built a time machine from instructions they found from God only knows where that ended up screwing up their own timelines. It was kind of an interesting film. It definitely had its issues. Uh, I see on IMDb, it only rates at a 6.4 out of 10. And that's probably about where I'd put it as well. Uh, It's available for free right now on uh, Amazon Prime Video, uh, Hulu, and it looks like Netflix as well. I actually would recommend people go and watch this movie. I'm actually, yeah, you're right, American Netflix, because you guys don't have good Netflix. Although, user yeah. reviews, uh, an insult to moviegoers' intelligence. <laughs> didn't, we, uh, didn't we read something like that when we were looking over the reviews for the original uh, Power Rangers movie? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what, what did Roger Ebert say about that one again, Cole? I'm, I'm sure not even, yeah, that was just uh, <laughs> something about uh, for 88 minutes, the, um, the, ch- the, the imagination of children's being squashed about all on the, along those lines. <laughs> Uh, yeah, child's intelligence being squandered. There we go. There we go. <laughs> God help us. We are destroying another generation of children, and I could care less about it. Okay. And moving on to the fandom of the week. Um, this time, once again, for the last time, because it's out in how many days? It's um, on the 14th, so it's like 10 days. Yeah, so. yeah, 10 days from our recording, and... Five days from when this video Sorry, will be posted on YouTube. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. In ten days, yeah. the Deadpool movie will be out in mm-hmm. theaters. Making so people, just, yeah, yeah, we're just burning this out of our system. Somehow or another, Deadpool keeps coming up in all of our conversations on this thing. Even Don't know when why. the conversation has nothing to do with Deadpool yep. or the or his franchise. Hint, hint, Tyler. Uh, I, I've done, I, I already talked about it. I already said my piece. This is on you guys. Now it's your the, Go. Yeah, in the middle Go. of a DC conversation. Go. A, a Marvel conversation. Yeah, anyway. Um, uh, this will be right very, now. Go. What's this, your opinion on Deadpool? Go, go, right now. Go, I go, go. I can't, I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be rather fun and hilarious. I've loved Deadpool for several years. And like I've got, I, it took me a while because I'm like, oh, he was kind of that background character that I knew about when I was younger. And then as I got older and started to understand like adult references and more, it started. It was like, oh, this guy's actually really funny. And uh, anything that breaks the fourth wall and directly is, talks to someone on the other side of the camera is literally hilarious to me. Um, I think it's going to be hilarious, especially with their ad campaign. Um, it seems like they're trying as hard as possible to um, sh- not shame, but to make sure it's like, okay, we know that uh, Ryan has d- not done the, the best superhero in the past, and he agrees with this. <laughs> so uh, we're going to make this better. <laughs> so I think it's actually going to be quite interesting. Robert? Uh- uh, I'm kind of regretting even making this the fandom of the week here. Um Yeah. Because a bunch of people are going to kill me after I say this, but um, I've seen it already. What? Yeah. Hmm. 
So I'm on 20th Century Fox's uh, promotions list. And occasionally they go and run an early screening to go and record all the testimonials. Oh, my God, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen. Oh, my God, it made me cry. All those things. We've all seen those types of commercials. Yeah. And I got an email last Friday saying that there was a showing at uh, Cinema not too far away from me. I won't say where exactly because I don't know if they still have a copy of the film loaded uh, loaded into the projectors. And God knows somebody would try to steal it. Um, but I got a, uh, email on last Friday saying, Hey, if you show up here with this, uh, uh, yeah, with, with this email and this, uh, printable ticket, uh, you can get in and see one of the, what the hell was that? What? You guys hear that? No. No. Okay. I'm hearing things. Okay. It's, the, it's the guys from 20th Century Fox coming to kill me. For, <laughs> they're they're coming to kill you. <laughs> you weren't they're supposed to see the movie. Destroy. <laughs> Very much possible. So I showed up at noon on Saturday, and um, yeah, I uh, I saw an early I saw an early reel of it. The CGI was not completely finished on there, so. I don't know if it's the final cut of the movie just with unfinished CGI elements or just an early cut of it. But it, tell me, did either one of you see uh, The Kingsman Secret Service? No, yeah. but I wanted to. Cole hasn't seen movies. He doesn't watch movies. Right, right. I, I, do, but not, I do, but just not very often. Yeah, yeah, I, I know your you know. favorite... I know yeah, your favorite yeah, Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe movie was uh, Rent, if I remember correctly. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. That was a mistake <laughs> yeah. of misread. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so last time you went and saw a movie was six years ago? No. It was uh, seven. No, last movie I went to go see was the last Avengers movie. On Netflix? No, in theaters. Oh, you actually saw it in theaters. Uh, how's that Star Wars going? Haven't seen it yet. Fuck you. Whatever. Anyways. Anyway, we're back to the topic. Did you like the movie? Uh, you were talking about Kingsman. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, the reason why I brought up Kingsman, it's uh, it's a movie a lot like that because oh. it is actually a really good movie. I was thoroughly in, uh, was thoroughly enjoying it all the way through. I'll say it did definitely um, not the initial start of the film, but about ten minutes in, it definitely drags a little bit trying to get the origin stuff out of the way. Uh, the second half of the movie is just balls to the wall awesome and i mean that in the most vile way possible because there's there are things there are things i cannot unsee mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. it the reason why i bring up kingsman is because it's an awesome movie partially because it's offensive <laughs> and it's also beautifully <laughs> offensive well, and that's kind of the thing, because it is beautifully offensive, but that's also a bit of a negative as well to the film. This is one of those things where they sometimes take it, I think, a little bit too far, or they try to overextend the joke. So the good news is, it's offensive. The bad news is, it's really offensive. Nice. So they definitely, they took it into some really, it, it's very formulaic. You can definitely tell where it's going the entire time. But visually they just managed to go and entertain you all the way through. I can't talk about any of the specifics cause I signed a non-disclosure agreement, but uh, this is, um, I wasn't sure I was going to be saying this when I saw the 
uh, first trailer for this thing, but um, everybody, go see this movie. See this movie now. <laughs> like, I don't care what you have to do. Just go and storm the gates at uh, 20th Century Fox's uh, film yard and... Uh, that's in Las Colinas, if I remember correctly. Uh, just go and storm it and just take over some of their uh, private viewing rooms and watch it. You must do it now. And then leave a very nice tip for the studio executives that will have to repair that wall you blew up. Because <laughs> that's the Deadpool way of doing it. Yeah, definitely. Also, there are more X-Men references in this than even I was expecting. So I'm kind of curious to see. I know uh, X-Men Apocalypse is coming out later this year. I'm really wondering if there's a Deadpool cameo coming up, because they seem to be setting things up a little bit. Hmm. Like, it is all Fox, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it could happen, and there's characters in there. I mean, uh, what's his name? The guy who can cover himself in steel. Colossus, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Character? Yeah, I mean, he's in it. Well, yeah, you can see that from the from the move from the. Yeah, from it, the so, yeah. uh, uh, what's wrong is that like it's the way they do that Colossus and the way they do the other Colossus is different. So <laughs> yeah, it's like it, the one in the movie is like the accurate Colossus, where the one in the uh, X Men movies he's like uh, not Russian, which is yeah. So oh, I, I well, definitely we'll get where you're coming from. Happens. They, yeah. they sort of rebooted the X-Men with that whole time travel thing. Anyway, yeah, I was so. going to say, Days of the Future Past. I, I think we all saw that. And, and Are we outside of spoiler territory now? Can yes. We, uh, can we bring that up? Okay, good. It's been out long I now. saw this in theaters. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Two movies he's seen in theaters. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did kind of, sort of, reset the world. And, it, okay, there's definitely some plot hole pieces that could be developed from that, but I yeah, but then with this, that you can you can be like ah time travel. Yeah, I I'm actually time travel willing... itself is a plot hole piece. Always has been, always will be. Yeah, I can't say there was anything that seemed other than just obviously the narrative style of the whole thing. I can't say there was anything that was necessarily inconsistent to the X Men franchise or anything. So. I don't know if they're planning to do something or if they're just kind of leaving the door open, but they're they definitely took enough turns on this thing that it could happen. And I won't be surprised if it does. So yeah. Uh, Deadpool. See it. Mm, interesting. Please see it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the, the next topic. Uh, oh, wait a minute. There's something else that got added on here. Laser yeah. team. Oh, that's oh. Uh, that is from the rooster teeth guys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I personally haven't seen anything of it, but I've heard about it. So that's out. Uh, they had some screenings in places. Um, I saw it. And? Because I was a backer. It was it was a delightful movie. Cool. Um, so that's what like I got to say. Would you uh, like to fill people in on what Laser Team is for those that might not know it out there? Uh, how can I, I've got, okay, so I also got the hard copy. I've got a, a DVD or a Blu-ray right here with it. Uh, I'll read the back of the Blu-ray. Uh, what kind of voice would you like this read in? Uh, let's see here. Can you go and do this in like a, uh, Nicholas Sparks, uh, romantic movie, uh, television trailer or something like that? A romantic movie, Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> yeah. You know, the notebook guy. Uh, I don't watch romantic comedies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 
Four small-town losers stumble across an alien craft site containing an incredible battle suit. One round of bickering and a quick shuffle later, they each find themselves wearing a piece of the suit, which has genetically bound itself to them now. Now, they must work together as the, to save humanity, with the government chasing after them and desperate to remove their new equipment at any cost. The foursome must learn to use a strange alien device meant for only one person, trained for a battle against an omnipotent enemy, and not kill each other in the process. They may not be strong, smart, or talented, but they're laser team. Okay. There's, there's the synopsis of the movie. I'm going to have um, so much fun putting visuals to that on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, like the, the plot, of, that's kind of the synopsis. Um, it was Rooster Teeth, who are known for uh, Red vs. Blue or Immersion or... Uh, lots know, and lots of different things now. Community stuff. Um, they made a movie. And there was like a Indiegogo backing to... Like, they already had funds for the movie. And then the Indiegogo backing was literally for just money on top of that to add with special effects and all that stuff. And, yeah, it was it was good. It's kind of what... It feels... Um, God, I don't know how to explain it. Because it's not like a super high-budget movie, but it's like still a little bit more than straight-to-DVD. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of feels like a straight to DVD movie, but since it's the people that are in it, like I guess a kick, like yeah, like a like a crowdfunded movie is like the best way to describe it. It's well, where it has enough funds to like be a little bit more than straight to DVD, but not enough to look like a high budget movie. And it's getting people are going to watch it and enjoy it because they're going to just recognize these people in it who they know as celebrities in if they follow them or not uh if it's some person who doesn't really know anything about rooster teeth then this is gonna not really that be their kind of movie if it's someone who does know rooster teeth they probably already know the characters in it and they go like oh that's this person oh that's this person and just have an enjoyment that way Uh, let me ask you this here because i think i get where you're coming from but would you liken this say to the angry video game nerd movie where the budget clearly was small, but they still impressed you with all that they were able to do with it. Is it that kind of thing? No, because they still had a they had a bigger budget than that. Okay, like, um, but did they so, drive a tank in it? <laughs> no, they didn't. Huh. Was there tanks in it to begin with? There's a lot of like military yeah. vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, like everything. Everything except for like the, like I don't know, yeah, they're, they're like there are special effects, and you could tell some of the special effects were special effects because they were like spaceships and stuff, but um, they weren't like they weren't judgment like uh, they weren't um, Independence Day quality spaceships. They're kind of lesser than that, <laughs> uh, but like other than that, it was good. It was it was a funny movie. Um, well, yeah, that's. What I gotta say? All right. Next topic. 
Indeed. Just give me two seconds. I lost my topic list. There it is. <laughs> oh, All right. Cole. All right. I guess it's time for the next topic. Uh, Tyler? Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they're just plain weird. But what they always are, are very enlightening. Now, this week's question is, what's the funniest anime you've ever seen? Now, let's go to my friends and find out what their answer is in Tyler's Anime Corner. Okay. Um, I still can't believe we have that in the budget. Me neither. Who so, wants to go first? Not You know me. what? I'm, I'm just going to pull the Band-Aid off right now. Uh, who's heard of Bobo-Bo? Bobo. Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo. <laughs> you mean Bobo-Bo? Before Bo-bo. now? No. Bobo-Bo-Bo? No, no, it's Bobo-Bo. Bobo. Bobo-Bo-Bo. Isn't that what I said? I thought I said Bobo-Bo. Bobo. Bobo-Bo-Bo. Yeah, but you're not putting enough manly bravado into it. Oh, oh, okay. How about yeah, no, it's it's more than just pronouncing it correctly. There's also got to be some inflection behind it. Okay, let me let me flex while doing it. There we go. That's the way you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay, so I hadn't heard about it until before we started recording this. So, Robert, tell us about it. Okay, so... I'm just not even going to try to mask this. This is just a dumb, dumb, dumb anime. It's based off of a dumb, dumb, dumb manga. It's basically just a Shonen Jump parody of all of their own properties. And it's great because of that. The show is just a series of dumb characters doing dumb things, tying together to this very loosely constructed dumb plot about a guy trying to go and save people's hair from being cut off by Tsar Baldybald III and his horrible series of lackeys. Most of which have hair, ironically. You're kidding. I am not joking about this. Okay. Now, there was one thing that I'm like, okay, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he's like, big, burly guy with big muscles and fight, and he looks like he fights. Okay, so how does he fight? Cole's getting all hot and bothered. No. It's like, well, okay, does he have any superpowers or something? Like, but the ood. Ha 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 ha. Does he like punch things or something or like what? Well, I will be honest. He does punch and kick like most Shonen Jump heroes. But his real power is known. And I'm going to try my best to go and impersonate Richard Epcar's uh, performance as him. <clears throat> his super fist of the nose hair. Nose hmm. hair. Nose hair. Nose hair. Nose hair. Stronger than steel. Okay. In one episode, his nostrils were closed, so he had to go and use his armpit hair. Dang. He also what, has what, squirrels that live in his afro. Wait, 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 wait. Are pubes an option? No. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I'm God. very happy to say that never happened. But Yet. really... This show is just absurd. And the first 10 episodes are legitimately painful to watch. Only the first 10? How many episodes are there? Uh, Hold on a second. I've actually got 12 episodes. No, no, there's more than 12. 
24. Nope. 36? 50 nope. something. 64. Keep going. 102? No, no, not quite that much. No, 85. Uh, getting closer. 72. A little higher. 75? Just a little higher. 78. Eh, too high. 77. Oh, you guys fail. 76. 76. There we go. Uh. Yes, let me just read to you some of the translated titles of some of these episodes. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Bobo's in my tummy. Okay. All bottoms out. Best of luck. Well, bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And bye bye. And finally, the final fight of finality. This time we meet it. Part two. You're kidding. Intensely intensifies. Yeah. That's interestingly weird. Yeah, no, this whole thing is just. It's absolutely unbelievable. And just the cast of characters is nuts. Um, anybody watching this on YouTube is probably in traction right now looking at pictures I'm going to be putting on this. But you've got Bobo, who basically, I think, is what the concept for Super Saiyan Goku was supposed to look like. And then they thought, oh, this is too absurd. So you've got that. You've got a teenage emo kid named Gasser, who you can probably guess what his superpower is. A guy named Captain, yeah, exactly. A guy named Captain Battleship who fights with his pompadour. I will say he actually is kind of cool. Uh, a torpedo with really, um, really feminine legs. Ooh. Wait, is a guy? Uh, well, that's kind of the interesting thing. <laughs> huh. So, uh, that's Torpedo Gal. And, um, in that form, it's a female, but that's not what she started off as. So, like, chic. I where... want to say that's right, but no, this takes it in a whole different direction. Because, like, like, that's the theory behind chic, is that chic actually is a guy. Everything about chic is a guy, where yeah. Zelda is a girl. And it's not Zelda pretending to be chic and is still a girl. She's, chic's a guy. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but it's, um, I, I guess technically it's kind of like that, but it, this series manages to take it in a bunch of different places. There's literally a character that is made of jelly. Like, he is literally jelly. They call him Jelly Jiggler. That terrifies me. Yeah. Oh, no, the one that should terrify you is Soften. I don't even want to know now. He's the most badass know. guy in the entire series. And in... He's so soft, he's hard. <laughs> Well, knew, kind of hard actually. in life. Like he like he's a hard guy. Like he's yeah. he's cool and hard. Yeah. Like he's seen... he's <laughs> his uh He's also hard though. His head is a pink soft serve. Uh <sighs> the hardest of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just... um oh, yeah. there's a bit of a joke about it because in the series he's strawberry. But in the manga, this is all based off of he's chocolate. Now, Bobo literally refers to him in the manga as Dr. Pooh. Yeah, that's that's the joke I thought they were going to do. Because soft oh, yeah. serve. Brown yeah. soft serve. Yep. Also looks 
like poop. Yep. For those at home who didn't know that, uh, I'm also saying spelling this out for cold because you probably didn't get that. I got the joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I read through the entire description of the of the anime earlier. But you haven't watched it yet, Cole. No, I don't plan to. Just, just, just. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I think we might need to torture him with this. Since you haven't watched that, what have you watched? <sighs> what was that big sigh for? Take a wild guess. Because of my expensive anime watching list, uh, See, so I you're, you're the have, joke in this section. Yes, so. I'm quite aware <laughs> of that. Unfortunately, I haven't watched anything that is solely like for comedy. Like the closest thing I could come Did you to. Watch Bodacious Pirate. Isn't that about comedy? Bodacious Pirate. Not really. Okay. It's kind of, kind of, but not really. Okay. But um, the closest thing I could come think of is like kind of the jokes that fairy tale fits in, and also like all their enemies that I've watched. There's like all the stupidity that they've added in like filler episodes, or, or like 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 uh, Erza's Erza Scarlet from Fairytale's Love of Cake for some reason, or her gigantic stack of of she suitcases loves, uh, whenever she has to go somewhere. She loves desserts. Dessert, yes. But it always seems to be a cake that I see. Oh, other things. It's always a dessert. Mm-hmm. Or just, or like for some reason, gray strips randomly at other times, or like just the randomness of like other people's like magic and stuff, like, and like things that they decide to add in and think that are interesting. Like sometimes it's just like, do is there a hard surface nearby that I could bang my head across? Because this is ridiculously funny. Like. I got her. Like it's just it's stuff like that. I haven't actually seen like an anime that is like like solely for like laughs or anything like that. Like I haven't like the host like host club I've heard has been a lot of is there's a lot of funny things in that or like just a whole bunch of other animes that I need to watch or to get my eyes in on. Like if you wanna think funny, maybe like like that um magical boys thing, I suppose you can consider that funny because it's so stupid. No, but if anything, like my, once again, my list of things to pick from is very, very slim. So, what about you, Tyler? You definitely have something from this. I have two animes. Okay. Um, because it's funny for the sake of being funny. Like all, all its content is just being funny, and the other one is more situational and it's like a funny situation um so i'm gonna just start off go bang these out quick um this is the one that's like there's comedy in it but it's not like super crazy everything they're doing is a joke um is the devil is a part-timer i've heard a lot of good things about this so this one it's uh it's just like a funny situation where uh, it's like a, another world. The devil is slowly taking over with his armies, and then the good guys come and fight him. And then it's like starts right where the good guys are about to beat the devil, but then he like opens up a uh, portal to another world and escapes through there, where it turns out to be modern day Japan. And he's there. There's no magic. Magic doesn't exist. Uh, so he doesn't look like a demon anymore. He just kind of looks like a twenty some year old. Uh, male uh, 
Japanese guy. Um, and so they have to now get a place to live. Like it's, it's him and his first in command. Uh, and so they, they basically have to, uh, just start living there and like learn Japanese and, and then get a part-time job. So it's, and pay for rent and food. And so it's just that kind of struggles of, um, I guess, uh, them adapting to being, uh, a lower income people. So they, uh, they're constantly, uh, if there's like a sale on food, it's like the, they overhype it to such an extent, or they kind of relate things to, um, their past experiences of being, of emperor like the emperor devil and and having armies and so that's that's kind of silly and then like there's some plot stuff where like the good guys chase them into this world and then other characters start showing up and just cause uh problems and so it's a situational calming like that okay um the other anime is um it is uh the Gami Ga. And that means um the English version is called Good Luck Girl, but it actually translates to the god of misfortune is. Uh and this one is just it's just funny. It, it's just a funny anime. They just they're making jokes and all the characters are crazy and over end. So like the plot of it is uh um the god of misfortune there's like a girl who has uh too much good luck uh like to the like a god's level of good luck which is making things unbalanced and to the point where she's like sucking good luck from everyone around her so the god of misfortune has to kind of go in there and suck away all her good luck because she's like a god of poverty um and so it's just a constant battle between those two characters of what they do and then characters show up and then there are weird characters like there's a uh, chick who is uh like a professional fighter so she's in the classic uh but she's a girl but she like acts like a guy so she her breasts are bound and she's got that uh classic um that stereotypical what is that that kind of fighter uniform where they have the sailor uniform um like school uniform, but it's like their their jackets open. They've got the hat and they've got oh, the yeah, reed yeah. sticking out their mouth, uh, like that uniform. Uh, like uh, I can't remember what the archetype or the stereotype is called, but like you see it around in other animes. So like uh, uh, I know in Kill a Kill, uh, when I I can't remember that character's name now. When she was uh, created her Fight Club, that's the costume that she had. Or it kind of looks like the costume that uh, in a uh, oh I'm drawing blanks. Damn it, you're driving me nuts. Okay, I'm going to Google. Okay, you look up that archetype because you know what that is. But then there's like that archetype, and then there's like a black priest guy who's like constantly uh, who's also a pervert, and then there's like a god, uh, a dog god, who is also like a masochist. And, like, whenever he gets to the certain pleasure of uh, being a masochist, he turns either from human or to dog and back and forth. Um, 
and then there's just and there's so many references to like other animes in it where like they'll be doing some kind of skit joke and then they'll like make a reference to like an anime or something and so it's just it's just a comedy it's they just they're trying to be funny all the time um so that's that's what i'd say is the funniest one i've ever seen because i laughed the most during that one but um uh the devil is a part-timer is a more serious comedy where it's like a comedic situation so i've also i also laughed a lot during that so that that's the two i've got um but you, you, you got time. I, I've been procrastinating so that you can look that archetype up. Have you got? Yeah, yet? I know. I'm trying to find out what they actually. Uh, God, That's... I'm looking for Google's not being very helpful. They keep going oh. and doing the translation. You know, the delinquent archetype. But it's like that's oh, not yeah, what the we call it. Delinquent is not the right one because that's the one that's like the guy is always has that wooden sword or something. Uh, yeah, but there's male and female equivalents of that, and it's it's. I am running across what we're looking for, but it's like God, why can I not find what this is called? Uh, stereotypical archetype uh, fighter. Um, this is what Tyler's anime corner has become. People are trying to go and figure out what the hell we call something. By the way, Tyler, I wanted to ask. Do you consider yeah. the unabridged versions of anime to be humorous stuff? Unabridged? Yes. Uh, I I don't really understand your question. How how that's humorous stuff? You 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 know the like the like little Karibos work. Oh, you mean abridged, not abridged. Unabridged. Sorry, sorry, abridged. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, because those are meant to be funny. They are. They are funny. Uh, okay. Then then add those to the list. Okay. For, for me. I like those. Those are funny. Um, those aren't Okay, but those are satires, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But like um, like they're, like they're not like like add the you can they're not like a full season that is like the original anime. No, cuz they're like that, it's so. heavily cut down and abridged. Like that's the point of what what it means when they say they're abridged. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Unabridged means they didn't it's it's the it, original. It's, yes. Yeah, it's it is what it is in its entirety. Where when it's been abridged, they've cut things out and shortened it. Yes. Um, and what these abridged series are are they're extremely cut down, and completely dubbed over, and then they're dubbed over in such a way that they're uh, extremely comical and hilarious, and where they're actually to a point where they're being satirical about it. Definitely. Yes. Um, so like, you can pick those ones like they're funny, but I wouldn't call them animes because like, they're I will, I'll, the people I'll, that are doing it basically um it's like those uh what are, what are those smash dubs called where they like dub commercials too where like they dub uh they take those infomercials and then dub over them with their own yeah. uh words they've been doing a lot of nfl ones as well like people they take like the like the the vo- the things that you can't really hear, and they they say what they're saying. Like Mango's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like you can. Well, I'll just combine all like abridged stuff into one kind of canopy then. Because because like yeah, because like abridged, um, satir- uh, satirical abridging, because that would also fall under the things like uh, Kung Kung Pao. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. movie was that because it was two movies put together. Um, 
Ah! Dead men, dead men ah, don't wear. Uh, dead men don't wear plaid. That's another version of that where it's mm-hmm. like they basically dubbed over it and just cut in footage. Um, that's actually that that is actually a great reference to uh, um, Power Rangers then too, because basically that's what Power Rangers did is they uh, took the footage, dubbed over it, added their own stuff. So that's technically like mm-hmm. a satirical abridging, but they didn't make it funny. They just did their own thing. Agreed. Agreed. So that actually fits together perfectly well with our earlier topic of Power Rangers of it, like a satirical dubbing abridged version where they took it, they cut it down, uh, spliced it their own way, uh, and then dubbed over top of it with their own story and everything. Um, okay, so Robert, you found it. What's it called? Sukebon. Sukebon. Yep. Sukebon. Look at that. It's right there. Oh, that took forever. But anyway, blurred out like that. I was so happy I typed. I swear I did twenty different Google searches trying to find what it was, and finally it shows up. Like, yes, I'm done. Thank you very much. Uh, Anyways, um, that was Tyla's anime corner. Uh, next week's question is. This is, uh, I'll have to explain this a little bit because it's a little hard to comprehend. Um, if you could, um, what world with RG, uh, RPG elements would you want to live in? Oh, that's so hard. Um, so basically, pick an anime that has RPG elements in it. Um, examples are obviously something like Sword Art Online. Uh, you basically have to pick one of those areas. So, like, you can pick the first one, or you can pick Gun Gale, or you can pick Elfen... Elfenheim. Uh, yeah. Um, or you could pick something like uh, uh, Log Horizon. Dot Hack. Uh, uh, yep. Or uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Um, or other, if you've got another one that fits that kind of thing. But that's the kind of example I'm going with, mm-hmm. um, is a world with RPG elements. Okay. So we'll move on to my gaming side, my gaming division. Um, so um, this week, um, actually from this past weekend, Tom Clancy's division had their beta. Now, does, were either of you taking part in that? Unfortunately uh, not. I never got my beta key. Yeah, my roommate um, was able to get a beta key. So both me and him took to, uh, were playing on there. And we had actually a really good time. The area for exploration was fairly small and stuff like that. And But it was fairly succinct. I didn't really have much errors with with any issues. There were some like animation issues that happened. But that's with any beta that happens all the time. Um, although my roommate had, had, had said that he had met somebody that was complaining about how there was, that he was returning his beta key. He was returning his, uh, canceling his pre-order because there was no content and there was barely any game world. And he was only playing the beta. That's, um, stupidity at its finest. Yeah, that kind of sounds that way. I remember when uh, Destiny was... Uh, oh, yeah, and jerky play- and jerk players in PvP. 
Yeah, they hate to go and say that just kind of comes with the territory. That They made these betas so large anymore that you just tend to run into that. There seems to be a lot of elitists that run more to the beta than they do the actual game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt the same way, and granted there's no sort of uh, open-world chat option, but when uh, Destiny was both in its alpha and beta phase, because I was uh, part of that, yeah, the areas that they would let you travel to were very restricted, especially in the alpha. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the way that people were going and acting, and it was very clear that they took some notes from how people were interacting inside of these overworlds that they allowed you to work in. That uh, I don't know, the, these types of uh, genre-breaking games... <sighs> I. You know, if somebody else talk, I got to go and uh, formulate my thoughts here a little bit more. Yep, uh, no worries. Um, I don't know. There was the big talk about, like, how it was very susceptible to hacking. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also all the theories of, like, well, maybe that was what they wanted, where they didn't put out... Because since, like, it is... Uh, yeah, that's that's. I don't know why that's becoming such a big thing of, like, it's it's a beta. It is... A beta is what a demo was. Like we used to get demo discs, and you just you play the demo disc. You don't you didn't get pissed off. Well, you you could get pissed off that the wasn't the entire game on it, but like who could you get pissed off to? It was a demo disc, and now people think betas are the full game where they're still demo discs. That's what they are. It's like you you get a chunk of the game that's not done, and you play it. Sometimes we used they used to just get demo discs. And the demos on the disc were games that never actually finished getting made. So you played the demo, and the game actually never came out. Yeah. yeah. I, this whole thing is just such a weird deal, because to your point about betas and what they've become, I, I've been in a couple of betas at this point, and I talked a little bit about Destiny there, but I've also done a couple of the Halo uh, betas, and those really were just multiplayer demos. They existed solely just to go and give us an idea of on what kind of changes there were that were coming to the main game. And there were, it wasn't a beta anymore, because betas used to be that they would collect information on these things. They'd try to go and figure out, okay, what can we do to improve the experience? Are people liking this? Are they not? Well, they but still like do half, that, though. Well, like, they do. I, like, yeah, technically, I've, like, for example, uh, Arc Survive Evolved, that's been out for almost half a year now. That's still technically a beta. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you keep bringing that up, Cole. Sorry, now, it's a really good game. A, anyway, <laughs> you, you, I, we get it. You love that game. Um, that's a completely different style of the way they're doing it, because that is an open beta, and that's following the um, like that's that's completed. That's that's following the Minecraft way of doing it. Yeah, uh, which with Minecraft coming out and doing it their own way, which is like revolutionary to how they did it. No one else did it before that, and now tons of people are doing it that way now, where it's an OPA beta, where the game is out, people can play it, and then it slowly gets changes over time. Um, and basically, they did it that way. Uh, Minecraft, uh, Ark, um, God, there's probably tons of other games. It's like that kind of whole on Steam green light too is done it that way, where you get access to an open beta, and then it's just always there, and you can play it, and they slowly update it. Uh, uh, Prison Architect? Yep, that's another one. Um, where this out. division, which is a closed beta, is a select window in which you can play the game, and normally that's done for testing, uh, server testing, game testing. I've had betas where I play the game, played the beta, 
then I get to the actual game, and they change quite a bit. Um, a good chunk of the stuff they change, um, like either you can't tell what's been changed because it's all behind the scenes, or they change a lot of visual stuff. Lots of stress uh, testing because of the beta. Yes, that's that's the entire point of those betas, is mm-hmm. to test the multiplayer, test the servers. So that's why the whole talk, the theory behind why there was so much, um, so much hacking and so easy to hack on the beta, because that's just what it was. It a was a beta. They wanted to test it. They they didn't want to put out their um, their uh, what's that their security measures early because the earlier you put that out, the more time you give people to crack those things. And, mm-hmm which they eventually do anyway. So you want to put that out when the game first comes out, when you're selling the game, not when you're giving it out for free betas. Uh, so then they then enough people can buy it and do it that way. Um, so that's the whole thing. And, yeah, and I, d- I don't get why people don't understand. It's a beta. It's not finished. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be broken. There's going to be glitches. All the amount of, yeah, definitely. The amount of times that you and me just like so I've seen mine for example Minecraft of like stuff like that or any other beta like probably Robert when you were doing in the destiny thing how many times did you fall through the world like oh my god I <laughs> uh, not so much in destiny but actually dialers kind of roped this into where I was going to go with my conversation point there here when I was on the uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14 uh, a realm reborn the relaunch of Final Fantasy 14 which is fantastic I was on the beta team for that thing. I was on four different beta schedules, and I actually ended up getting the entire game for free and a year paid subscription just because I was actually filling out all of my beta forms and uh, you actually them- do those. <laughs> yes, I actually, I actually do those, and believe it or not, they actually reward you for those things. Yeah, I actually Thanks. have never gotten a full beta. I think the only beta I ever got was for Star Wars: The Old Republic, but at the time, I had such a crappy computer I couldn't play the game. Yeah, okay, so I, I, I was actually in the same position on that one there, Eric. But yeah, I mean, I in A Realm Reborn, the first beta that I was on. I created my character. I went through the tutorial aspects of the whole thing. I'm finally getting to experience the open world. And the first enemy I run across uh, goes and hits me. And the next thing I know, I'm literally in a rock. Hmm. And can't get out? I I can't get away. (laughs) I can't get out of it. I am stuck in the rock. There is a monster trying to get at me. And that game was smart enough to actually have distance counters. It's like, okay, it's got to be this close to use this attack on you. So I've got this thing that keeps swinging at me, and I can see it through the rock, but I'm stuck there. I cannot move at all. So you can't even swing back at it. I am not even joking here. That was a horrible first experience. I actually had to quit the game and create a whole new character for that beta because I just couldn't get out of it. There was no way for me to get out because I hadn't uh, attuned myself to any crystals. The teleportation system wasn't working at that point. My first experience with that thing in the beta was absolutely horrible. And three months later, when the next phase of the betas came around, not only had they fixed all those issues, but added so much more to it, I was able to experience things they didn't make available to us before. And it was clear they were stress testing because there were even still issues then. But it was very cool having experienced this in multiple beta builds, how they went and did that. That was my first real good experience with a closed beta and seeing on how the process is supposed to work versus what everybody, I think, 
believes that beta is supposed to be anymore, which to Tyler's point, people just think that it's basically a demo. Well, and it's not what it is. Or they want the whole game. They think they're getting access to every single thing in the game, and it's going to be absolutely perfect because we're not we're not that far away from 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 release day, so it has to be perfect. Well, that, yeah. like that's the thing. Uh, like even demos, like demos were broken too. Like oh, demos yeah. were betas. Oh they're god, yes. The same thing is what I'm trying to get at is that like a it's going to be broken. There's things that aren't going to work, and people just don't understand that uh, maybe maybe it's that whole weird thing that constantly happens where people just the internet wants something to be mad about mm-hmm. like who knows? yeah, yeah it's know. like the blue um, ranger is black now what the hell's up with that yeah oh here, here's another game um uh kerbal space program was another one that was uh, very good game very very good game i have not played it cool yes i have that's surprising i played it for a while it's actually really good uh, that was another one that was a start off as a beta release, where it was an open beta release, and you bought the game, and then over time it started getting more expensive, and then they had like an official release. Didn't they could at the very beginning? Couldn't you not even get into space? No, you could. Okay, you could get it into space at the very beginning. Um, actually, uh, or you it, couldn't get to the moon. That's what it was. No, you could get to the moon. You just couldn't get back. But like, it was weird. Um, Oh, I used to watch videos and this guy would do some crazy things and even with like the limited resources they had, they still people still managed to get far out there. Um just by doing the perfect math and like getting like the gravitational pull and slingshotting yourself out and so even with limited resources like that game had, because like it was just literally there was no campaign like they had now. They basically had you just built a rocket and you shot it up in space. You didn't have to worry. See if about you could it. make it. <laughs> yeah, um, and then people were making it. Like they had limited resources, and then people started making uh, mods for it, which added big, bigger boosters. And they started going to like other solar systems and creating like crazy things that would land on a, a ship and it really like a rover. And then they could turn it into a space station, and then they would jump off and go in. Oh, people are crazy. That that's a, one of the games where people can make some crazy, crazy stuff, and that's modding in general. Like any game that has a good modding community, will well, do stuff. Um, like that. that was that was. I'm like talking about stuff without mods. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like the mods added a great deal. And and now that I looked at the game, uh, some of the mods that people have created are now in there too. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that's another example of a game of that Minecraft uh, style game that they start off with a simple game and it's just open beta and people just play it and then they just add stuff over time like your arc mm-hmm. yeah, arc definitely. Is like yeah definitely because you've got a hard on for arc because you keep on bringing it up all the time i don't bring it up every time anyway brought it up every time moving yeah. on uh next thing on was something you added tower actually yeah i don't know these are just things i'm playing like i i just started the age of mythology like uh age of mythology when, when did it come out 2003 at least like that was you and me were that was one of our favorite games back in the day like even now like i remember we played it like a couple years ago together we played a map we i think we played for like two hours or something like that and and but it was a lot of fun 2002 oh my god really october 30th 2002 oh my god so it's an old game like that i am uh, an old man uh 
when did like that was Age of Empires? That was like Age of Empires Two was my favorite game ever. Um, so yeah, that was the whole. That was I guess that was the last one that they came up with. They had all the Age of Empires, and then they came without Age of Mythology. And Age then, of Empires Three. Did that come out after? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, yeah, that that was those style of games. That's when like the late '90s, early 2000s, where the there was tons of RTSs and stuff like that. That was really popular. Because uh, I remember playing, I remember playing tons of RTSs, and there was just like a new one coming out all the time. So that was that was pinnacle for those kinds of games. And so, like I guess Steam's Steam's amazing now because of that. Where uh, in the last couple of years, there's tons of games getting re-released on Steam. Because I remember games like Grim Fandango and Age of Mythologies and uh, Evil Genius. Those are games I played when I was young and. I couldn't go back and play them because you'd have to do some real bootlegging stuff to get them to work now. Um, <laughs> but now they're all on Steam. And, and like all just... those games coming out on Steam is just, they're just, it's its like a godsend where it's like, well, I can, I can go back and play these old games that mm-hmm. I really liked playing, really loved playing. And then they're also slightly updated. By the uh, way, there's a new um, expansion pack for Age of Empires 2 called The Forgotten, apparently. Hmm. So yeah, this, this is what I'm talking about. And African it, kingdoms uh, is that these old games are like Age of Mythology is getting a DLC. I guess uh, Age of Empires is getting a DLC. Um, that they're old games. Uh, they come on to Steam and they get a new life. Like that's uh, Psychonauts is another version of that where Psychonauts oh. um, once it, when it got onto Steam, it got a huge. Lots of people downloaded and played it, and it, it got like a um, what is a resurgence? Like all these old games are getting resurgence from going to Steam and then getting new life. So you got DLC coming out for Age of Mythology, which is came out over ten years ago. You got Psychonauts Two, which is now getting kick started. Um, so it's it's I don't know, this whole retro gaming stuff is it's um, the games that we grew up with are now old enough to become retro gaming, and they're coming out on things like Steam, and people are playing them and yeah, and then we're yeah. getting all these old games back. I guess we like a another one. I guess Ratchet and Clank. That's another game I played as long. It's just like modernized retro gaming. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm totally you, with you there. Yeah, totally. And like, there's all so many games nowadays that are like coming back, and like some games that you've forgotten. Like the other day, like it was released in 2012, but I was playing Dragon's Lair, which was an arcade game. In two thousand, like nineteen eighty-five, yeah, Don Bluth. Yeah, Don that. Bluth. And I randomly was like, I remember when I was younger, I had this disc for Dragon's Lair, but we could never get it to work on my computer. Like I was like, oh, what? And, and I eventually gave up. I was really small. My my uncle gave it to us, and then years later, I was just randomly like, I wonder if Steam has this. And I looked it up last week, and there it was. So I bought it for ten bucks, and I played it, and I beat the game. It it's not that long of a game. It's a half an hour long arcade game. It's it's like like you play for an hour, you could probably beat the game if you're not if you're good at it. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for them to come out with Mech Warrior. Oh God, yeah. that was a classic. Uh, All but, of Mech Warriors. You you know what though? Since we're talking about Steam here, real quick, because mm-hmm. this is always my thing. If you make a good game, it doesn't matter what the graphics are like. It doesn't matter on what sort of gameplay mechanics are going on. If it's a good game, 
people will play it as long as you make it accessible to them. Exactly. Yeah. Going yep. and looking at Age of Mythology, I'm looking it up on Steam right now. So this game, just make a point here in case anybody missed it the first two times we said it. October 30th, 2002. Mm-hmm. That game's rating right now is 9 out of 10 on Steam. I believe it. It's a good Think game. about, yeah, literally tens of thousands of people have downloaded the current version of this thing, probably hundreds of thousands since the thing got put on there in the first place. That is amazing to go and think about, considering all these AAA titles that have come out from developers that didn't exist back then, and all these really high-end graphics. What's right now one of the biggest titles, and I'm just looking at sales numbers right now for this last month, on the Xbox One? Mm-hmm. It's the Rare Replay. Yeah, It's a collection of all of those old Rare games that used I've got to be it. on the... Yeah, I, I, so do I. I... Those games are timeless, so well set up. And even if you Hunter's never... Hunter's Bad Fur Day is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the best right there. Here, But there's so many good games, and so many of them are simple. Anybody can pick them up and play them. Uh, you know, granted, it's not on there, but the original Donkey Kong Country, I still have that right now in my SNES. Mm. That game is amazing. Uh, Star Fox 64, my favorite game of all time, still in my N64. Jet Force Gemini, another great game. Mm. Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Fur Day, one of those unique concepts that That nobody thought would work. Exactly. It was was originally supposed to be a happy-go-lucky children's-style game, and then they disappeared for six months, and it came back with this. Yep. Yep, with the great Mighty Pooh. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, um, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was also in that rare collection, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. We had all three, actually. Yeah, like Nuts and Bolts. I wouldn't consider that an old game yet. Like, no. I, that came out... You really I, liked that one, but a lot of people disgustedly hated I, that thing. That I came know. out 2008 or 2009, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's just all of the stuff... Or that whole collection is just everything that Rare published as their own company that didn't have Nintendo trademarks attached to them. Technically, the last one did, though, mm-hmm. because Rare was bought out, like, a long time ago. Yeah, I want to say 2004, if I remember correctly. Maybe a little bit longer. Somewhere around there. It was yeah. early 2000s when that happened. Yeah. And But, yeah, even though games like Jet Force Gemini... Uh, and uh, Banjo-Kazooie were released on uh, the Nintendo platforms, or Perfect Dark for that matter. When Inten- or sorry, when uh, Microsoft went and purchased up Rare, anything that didn't actually have licensed characters or trademarks associated with their characters went over to them. That's the reason why Perfect Dark Zero, for example, was one of the big launch titles for the Xbox 360, even though it was a really not well-put-together game. The thing had a lot of issues there. Mm-hmm. But that was the big draw and that was one of the things that really cemented at least initially uh microsoft as a legitimate video game developer was when they got a hold of rare because at one time talkers bad birdies re-release was crap oh yeah it 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 had issues i'm I'm not gonna go and uh hide that one there here but in the case of banjo kazooie nuts and bolts i've got a love hate thing with it because i am a huge banjo kazooie fan i still have both of the uh, games on my n64 i have the rare replay collection i actually <laughs> kind of have bought those twice because i also have them on the xbox 360 as well mm-hmm. i downloaded them from the arcade i just have to go and throw this out since tyler has, sounds like has played this game tell me yep. when you were driving around all the different maps and worlds did you get the feeling that they were trying to make 
another Banjo-Kazooie game, just the way that everybody remembered them, the classic format. And then, like, an executive from Microsoft came in and said, oh, well, I don't think anybody wants to go and play a collect-an-item game uh, like that anymore. And went and said, turn it into something else. Um... Because the more I went and just ran around the levels, if you just go and get out of your carts and just go and walk around the place, it's like, this is literally a Banjo-Kazooie level. It feels like one, but there's just no content inside of it. You know, there's no characters running around. There's nothing to go and collect or anything like that. You have to talk to people and do these little challenges. I don't know. It just feels like a game where they started with something, and then halfway through they said, let's turn it into something different. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I wonder if it was started off as the nuts and bolts and then they gravitated back to work because both would work because if they started off as a Banjo-Kazooie game and then evolved into what they are or if they started at like making a building game where they you build your car and then they gravitated back towards Banjo-Kazooie levels. Maybe. Um, um, yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I like... I like I like building things. That's what I like. I like the Lego games. I liked Banjo-Kazooie because it was all about you build a car that can either fly, float, or drive, and you have these missions to do with these cars. So that's why I really like that Banjo-Kazooie game. Like, mm-hmm. it was all about building. So, And if I also like Minecraft and any, any of those other games like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's also why I really liked Need for Speed Underground, like, because mm-hmm. you customize your car. Um, or or like a GTA Online, you customize your car in that. I really love that part of it, um, where you can like put, you really do stuff to it. Um, so that's always that always gets me. Any game where you customize your own things, um, uh, always is it it always it always get my buy. It'll always get my money, and uh, well, I'll always be entertained in it. Mm-hmm. And and you nailed the thing that I love about that game because the cart creator i don't know what the heck you go and call their engine in there here but that actual designer system i actually love on how simplistic it seems at first and actually feels kind of limiting but i made some of the most insane things with that i mean it's not minecraft level where you can well make a video camera to actually go and record yourself in real life it's not one of those types of things but yeah i think that that's later minecraft like only minecraft can start doing that now and minecraft been out for a while so Exactly. This game's a couple of years old, but I was literally able to go and make an Optimus Prime that transformed inside of that game, just using certain components and working them together in different ways. It was kind of hodgepodge, didn't look terribly great, but I love oh, the uh, limits. That Siege game um, is like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love... I love pushing the limits of what these things are designed for, and that game... I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the way that they set up the physics system and the way that even the uh, the cart builder system was set up on there, there were so many little things you could do just to manipulate the physics design on there that you could do almost anything you wanted in there, as long as it fits the number of blocks you were allowed. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and Tyler, you have another one on here called The Witness? What's this? Um, that is a game, um, that was supposed to be, like, a launch title for PS4, um, and it's a puzzle game, uh, reminiscent of Myst. Okay. 
where you're on an island and you have to basically go around solve puzzles. Um, I and that's basically the plot of the game. Uh, Apparently, has a four out of, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it just it surprised how much it got delayed. I almost forgot about it um, until it, like it's just been in news lately of it coming out and people playing it, and it's just like, oh, that game's actually out now. I I thought that would have been out like maybe a year or two years ago, mm. but um, so I guess you guys haven't really heard or played it. Because no. I remember, I remember I them. Mist and I played Riv- Riften, Riven, but I remember when they like when they announced the PS4. They also announced that at E3, and they're like, "This is the game that's going to come out with it." And there's, but it was like, it was that game and Knack that were basically announced at the same time to come out as launch titles for PS4, and I was excited for both of them. Knack uh, wasn't very good. No, it's it, it was a dated platformer. Let's let's just call it what it was. It wasn't bad, but well, it just that's, brought nothing new. That's the thing is because like it could have been really good because like, um, with the Ratchet and Clank coming game coming out, it's same same style. Like it, it was supposed to, it's it was by Insomniac, which was like Ratchet and Clank and such. And so they know how to do that style, and they could have done it really well, but then it just felt like they did too much. Tried to do too much stuff with engine wise, so it's got it looks it looks really pretty. Like it's got lots of detail, and it's got lots of moving parts, and there's lots of things depicted on screen at all times. But there's the plot's very yeah cut and dry um like characters who are like assumed dead come back and then like they meet up and it's like oh you're actually alive and then they uh instead of like a big triumph of getting back together just like oh no let's go save the day or whatever uh just like you've been dead you've been assumed dead for like the past 20 years and it was a big moment for me and i never did things because of it like it shattered my career but now you're back and it's like oh okay now let's go go beat the bad guy and also the main character talks who doesn't feel like he should he should be like the kind of character that doesn't have a voice but they give him a voice and it's a very low deep voice like which, yeah like like it's like a like it sounds like a black guy uh, <laughs> but back the to problem, the topic, yeah. the problem with that is the character, main character, changes size, so he's either always really big or really small, compared to how much stuff he picks up. Um, so when he's really big, the voice fits. When he's really small, which he normally is in all the cutscenes when he talks, doesn't really fit very well. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, it just felt like bad writing. I think that's the problem. Is like it they were basically focusing mostly on making the game look pretty and having lots of things moving around at once to say, hey, look what the new PS4 can do. Uh, but then the plot was just not really good writing. Mm. So if it was written better, then I would say it would have been a better game. Okay. It looked nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're coming around to the end of the podcast. Um, so we'll have our final thoughts. Um, what do you guys think of, t- of this week's episode? 
we talked about a bunch of different things. Unfortunately, we didn't have ourselves uh, um, a fourth chair this week. There was a slight mix-up with who was supposed to be on. So we're just in on our own to this week. Yeah, we blame Cole for this. How, of course, it's my fault. But in any case, um, I also have a special announcement for for both for everyone in listening as well as the other two, both Robert and Tyler. Um, as yeah. of 5 p.m. today, we are officially on iTunes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay. That's long <laughs> enough. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. But, yeah. I'm, I'm not actually going and blaming Cole on that one. I know on what kind of hell you've been going through trying to get us on there. So, yes, Soccer Rangers on... <laughs> On iTunes, yes, I we will, are uh, on iTunes. We are doomed. The Soccer Rangers podcast. I, I currently have the first three episodes, of the first two episodes on, which is technically three. Um, but I will have the next two episodes up. Well, well the la- the last week's episode up as soon as possible, as well as the next episode up as quickly as possible as well by Sunday. Excellent. I will get the uh, I will get the links added to our YouTube page as well, so people can go and find it through Quick Links. So, yay! All right, everybody. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. We are doomed, and we hope that you've enjoyed yourself, and we hope you come back. We will always be happy to have you listen to us, and and hopefully we'll be able to stay interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm always interested. Oh yeah, you're yeah. sure. But hey, Andy- hold on, hitting the pause button here real quick before we go and say our final send off. I do just want to apologize to our now actually several uh, YouTube subscribers for the delay. We were supposed to be up on uh, Sunday. I had a delay, so it ended up getting uploaded on Monday instead. And then we got hit with the YouTube weirdness that been going on for about a month. Yeah, that everybody else, like serious YouTube people, have been dealing with. I. For three not, weeks. Yeah, I'm still not sure what exactly was going on there. Nobody's but... been told. None of yeah. these people know. Um, apparently, they just happened in first a few days into into January. There was strikes that went up. Videos were po- uh, monetization was taken away. Pub- um, five um, video length was taken away, and there was just all this stuff that was just taken away and that didn't make any sense. Yeah. So somehow or another, I guess. We're on the same level as everybody else on YouTube, so that's the reason why you guys didn't see anything. I just want to apologize personally for that, uh, and I hope that things work out better in the future. So Definitely. sorry to break off our little send-off to everyone, but uh, I just needed to go and say that for my own piece there because I really do feel bad about it. I got several emails from people, and in one case, a very angry one uh, with somebody wondering where the hell the podcast was. So <laughs> you got an angry the- email? email? I am not joking. I will forward it to you guys. It is something else. <laughs> but anyway, thank you once again, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you next week with maybe somebody sitting in our fourth chair. We're not quite sure. But we'll make sure that we are. We have a nice full schedule set up for you next week. And anyway, take care, everyone. This is bye from the Green Ranger. Goodbye from the Red Ranger. Uh, toodaloo from the black. <laughs> anyway, take care, everyone. Bye.